Welcome to Short View. Short View is a new video format which we developed here at Corporate Governance at LSE because we want to bring you some different opinions from policymakers, practitioners, and of course academics on corporate governance. My name is Tom Kirchmeier of Corporate Governance, and I welcome with me here Hans Hirt. He's director at Hermes Investment Management and also fellow of Corporate Governance. So today we talk about Jamie, Jamie Dimon. So he was big in the news yesterday complaining about shareholders that we were lazy. What is this all about? It's a very, um, very interesting uh, comment from, from Jamie Diamond. So what, what was reported in the press is basically that he sh uh, said at a shareholder conference, um, shareholders um, are lazy, and I'm paraphrasing here, to rely on proxy advice. And I think he, he raises a really good point in, in taking the discussion away from the proxy advisors and, and talking about the investors who are the clients of proxy advisors and using the research. So basically what he was suggesting that shareholders shouldn't um, just rely fully on proxy advisors and buying their research and, and following their recommendation at annual general meetings. So what do you think? Is he right or wrong? Are shareholders lazy? Are they relying too much on these proxy advisors or do they have a real valuable role to play here? I think it's it's very difficult for a portfolio investor if you invested in 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 companies, which is very often the case, to really pick up every company and to look at every single resolution of every single meeting all around the world during an annual general meeting. But what shareholders should have is to um, define, write down their own policy and then working with, uh, with one of the proxy advisors to implement this and also having a, a progress in place to really pick out the important resolution and, and the big meetings where they have significant investments. And that's something where, where I think I would, would agree with his assessment. That's not, uh, unfortunately, not the case at many investors. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, they seem to have power. So much power that Jamie Diamond feels threatened by them. They have, I think he's, he's right, they have power because um, many shareholders um, just follow them without doing their own research on, on, on key decisions. And that's um, to, to a degree, I think that's justified. Institutional investors also need to watch um, their costs. I mean, outsourcing is very, very common. Um, it wouldn't be sensitive um, to look at every resolution um, all around the world and then do your own research. So, so buying in some research as a first, um, first cut, as a first source of information to form voting decisions and then defining an internal approach to make sure that someone actually looks at, at the important meetings and the important resolution. I think he has, a, he has a very good point and that's really what stewardship courts all around the world are, are, are trying to ensure that institutional investors get more involved in the corporate governance of, of companies and, and not just outsource um, mm. something like the voting. Because you know, listening to both of you, uh, so they have an important role to play. They might be very powerful because they monopolize opinion, but then shareholders are lazy because then they don't seem to go the extra mile to say actually what the advisor says might be good, but I have a different opinion. So certainly what we are doing, trying to do it at Hermes is to have engagement with companies. So we know the companies well and we, we take decisions on a case by case, on a case by case basis. So for example, at BMW, the, the German car manufacturer, we voted um, in, in favor for the CEO becoming chairman of the company. So that's something that's very controversial from, 
from a corporate governance perspective that we assessed the company specific situation uh, we we assessed the track record of, of the individual um, concerned looked at the overall composition of the supervisory board and then made a decision on, on the basis of the circumstance of this specific case and, and decided to support um, this, this person whereas the proxy advisor said this is um, against uh, corporate governance principle we, we recommend investors to mm. vote against this but that's only possible if you have um, if, if you know the company well and if you know the the situation you're considering. So proxy advisors are always a bit lazy at times. But you know the bigger issue is obviously shareholder rights. Do we give too much power to the shareholders, too little powers? You know, you, you listen to many people and they seem to be split in the middle. Mm. You know, some say actually shareholder power gives leads to short-termism, others say actually the crisis happened because we didn't have enough power. What's your view on that? I think there are some fundamental rights um, we, we believe shareholders should have and in, in many jurisdictions we have these general rights that you can vote for, um, for board candidates, that you can also in certain circumstances nominate people for, uh, for board position. That happens very rarely and I think the interesting case um, this, this season in, in the US was a, a flurry of proxy access shareholder proposals to so, so some of the... Tell us a bit more about this. It's actually interesting. It's, it is very uh, interesting, very important development that in, in the US you don't have a, a basic shareholder rights. That means that a shareholder holding a certain percentage of the, the company can nominate someone to run for the board. Um, so what needs to happen in the US is that companies need to have that in, in their articles of association um, so what, what happened this, this voting season in particular, that some of the big U.S. pension funds filed resolution to put that in, in place um, so to ensure that investors um, holding a certain percentage can nominate people for election to the board. It almost feels a bit like the U.S. is moving to a U.K.-type model where shareholders have a lot of power. In fact, here you can call an extra general meeting with, I think, 25% of the vote. But then the economy is not running fundamentally better here either than in the US. Do shareholder rights matter? Very interesting question, particularly against the back, backdrop of uh, shareholder activism in the US. So there was the, the argument um, proxy access only benefits hedge funds and, and short-term activists. But what, the model that is now um, developing means that you can only nominate um, candidates for, for board election if you have held the shares for three years. Um, if you have 3% in, in the companies and even then you can only nominate 25% of, of the board. Um, so there's, there's a compromise um, solution really between short-term interest and also safeguarding the fundamental right um, which, which we believe shareholders should have uh, if they hold a certain percentage of mm. shares to nominate people um, to the board. I think it's, it's difficult to say um, one specific shareholder right um, affects the performance of, of companies or entire sectors or e economies um, to, to, to that um, extent. Um, but it, it is important to have um, that shareholders have the opportunity in, in certain, circumstance, certain circumstances to, to put people on the board and, and that's, um, that's what's happening in the US now. Well, it sounds like a t very sensible solution somewhere in the middle and maybe here the debate in the UK could go uh, a little bit towards the American model. 
taking a little bit away from the shareholder, extreme shareholder rights you have here. But that's obviously just my opinion. Thank you very much, Hans. Thank you.